Hello and a good Monday afternoon to everybody out there. It is a nice wintry day. It was a very nice day this weekend in places like Slippery Rock and IUP and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, Pitt won um, early this week. And uh, I'm not sure. Slippery Rock and IUP have pretty good teams this year, but it was a pretty nice weekend. Um, we got a washout at some point over the weekend, you know, depending on when um, when it hit your area. I want to say that um, it might have hit Pittsburgh during the pit game or something like that. And then they got some more rain uh, a little bit later in the weekend. But uh, it, it's been pretty nice, you know. It's nice. It's, it's a good Monday. Um, an interesting Monday. Um, some interesting things with football yesterday. I went out and watched a couple of the games. Um, I was watching the Washington football team because they were um, they were like my pick of the week. You know, I thought that they would cover the nine and a half, and they ended up winning the game. Um, the other thing I really took from that is, well, obviously, um, it was an easy pick because uh, there was no reason for um, Tampa Bay to get up for that game. And Washington hadn't covered in a while, and they were at home. Um, so uh, I thought the nine and a half was pretty generous, or at least it was a good value. Um, but yeah, I watched Heineke, and he did okay. He, um, the running game actually did really well because they had worn down Tampa Bay towards the end of the game. But um, Heineke's just okay. I mean, he's better than some a lot of quarterbacks out there because he's smart, but he doesn't really have the physical gifts um, that you would want in a quarterback. And uh, the Redskins have a couple big, um, you know, the WFT. I still call them the, the Redskins, WFT. Uh, it sounds like WTF, right? But, yeah, I mean, they have a couple of injuries on defense. They're not going anywhere, you know. Um, but Kansas City came back, and I thought that would happen uh, in a big way. And, yeah, it was a good weekend. I mean, not just by picks did really well, and the um, over-unders did extremely well. But there were some entertaining games. I mean, Buffalo blew out the Jets. <laughs> and the Jets quarterback, White, um, had four interceptions, no touchdowns. So I, I would say that he was exposed. Um, but, I, you know, I had called the Bills because uh, I just think the Bills' defense was really good, is really good, and it presented a challenge. Um, Dallas's defense looked really good yesterday. Um, you know, after one one game, oh, they really only had one letdown game against Denver, and they've been pretty good all year. Um, the Browns are just terrible, and they still don't have a quarterback. I don't know whether it's been thirty years or thirty-five years or forty years since they've had a Bernie Kosar, um, their last good quarterback. But uh, it's amazing. They've gone through about 100 quarterbacks since then. And um, Baker Mayfield is not good at all, you know. He's, he's a good rah-rah guy, you know, but he's just not. He doesn't make the throws. He makes way too many mistakes. He's certainly not fleet on his feet. I mean, I'm not sure what you could say is good about Baker Mayfield. Other than he hands the ball off okay, you know, when the running game's going. But you need more than that to win in the NFL, you know? So Cleveland is still bad. Um, and then the other game I watched was Pittsburgh and um, Detroit, which uh, I, I asked the guy to put that game on as well as the Washington game. And then the other games were sort of around me, but I tried to focus on those two games at one o'clock. Um, Pittsburgh got off to a good start and then did nothing. 
Um, I mean, I really don't know what to say about this Pittsburgh team. Like, um, Najee Harris is okay. If you give him the ball 33 times, you know, he'll get his 100 yards. Um, but he doesn't really break any um, runs. In fact, um, if you noticed, the, uh, the Detroit runner running backs each broke runs longer than um, Najee Harris yesterday. In fact, there was one... Um, there was one drive in the middle of the game where um, you knew that um, Jared Goff wasn't just bad, but, it, you know, like I said, his arm was falling off, so they weren't going to throw the ball at all. And, you know, th- they still couldn't stop him. Um, so they got, I want to say they rattled off like a 20-yard run and a twenty and a 15 or 25-yard run or something like that. But the whole drive was runs. And, uh, you know, it was just, they just, took it to Pittsburgh. So that that kind of neutralized the 7 nothing lead that Pittsburgh had earlier in the game. And the rest of the game was just a tie. <laughs> it was just both teams were so bad, right? Like, um, I suppose that Pittsburgh has a couple playmakers on defense, but um, T.J. Watt got hurt, and I think the other guy got banged up. Um, so they have two good, really good guys on defense, and both of those guys got hurt. I wasn't impressed with anybody on defense with Detroit other than they made, you know, they kept Pittsburgh in check, which was not difficult at all, you know, because Rudolph, you know, he can't throw the ball. Um, He had a good scramble, I guess, uh, but he missed a bunch of throws. He threw one interception and he should have thrown a couple more interceptions, but they were dropped. And then he could have thrown even more interceptions but they had the, just this ridiculously conservative game plan, right? I mean, it was always third and seven because they were such a conservative game plan. And Najee Harris doesn't really have that breakaway ability as, um, you know, a lot of the running backs in the NFL. Like the backup running back for Green Bay had a couple breakout runs yesterday. Um, oh, the both guys on New England have the ability to break away runs. I think there's a guy named Stevenson, and then you guys all know about Harris. Um, so there's a lot of good running backs out there. And, you know, the Steelers spent their number one pick on uh, on a running back, which isn't, it's just never a good idea, I don't think. You know, you saw what happened to the Giants um, when they took um, the guy from Penn State, and then he's just gotten hurt constantly. You know, you just can't, you just shouldn't take a running back in the first round ever. Third round is probably as soon as you should take a running back. So, I mean, it was a mistake by Pittsburgh. And the problem with Pittsburgh is that um, they, I don't know what they're doing. Like, I don't know if they have a general manager or if the coach makes a lot of the decisions. But if you think about it, like the Pittsburgh Steelers should be more like the Pirates. Um, If they would have let Ben Roethlisberger go three years ago or two years ago, you know, when they should have, because I think over the last three or four years, he's he's never been ranked higher than 20th on the quarterback list. Um, and if they would have just like gone with whoever, you know, and got some high draft picks, um, think about it. Like um, the Eagles had a fantastic offense yesterday. They have good running backs and they had, didn't have to draft any of the running backs. One of the guys used to be on Chicago, Jordan Howard. Um, another guy, Boston Scott, was like an undrafted free agent. Um, they have another guy named Gainwell. You know, it's like they, they haven't used any of their big picks on the running backs, but their running game is a lot better than the Steelers. And their passing game is the key, though. 
So this is what I'm saying. Like if the Steelers were more like the Pirates um, and they would have called their rebuild two or three years ago. And I think that maybe the coach has too much say in things um, because we know the coach is ultra competitive and they're going to finish 8-8-1 eight, eight and one this year because he's never had a losing season. But that's the problem. You know, you really got to have a losing season here and there if you're going to get better again. And the Steelers have been really bad now for like, I don't know, a really long time for the Steelers, right? They've had a couple playoff games. Um, I remember they were really good in the early 90s, and they almost beat um, the Dallas Cowboys one year. Uh, and then they did win a Super Bowl against um, uh, Seattle, and then they won a Super Bowl against Arizona, you know, which was a very close game. Um, But after that, I mean, a few years after that, you should have gotten rid of Roethlisberger and just rebuilt. And right now, they're between a rock and a hard place. I mean, they're in a bad spot, right? They're a boring team. They have marginal talent, meaning like there's a couple playmakers on defense. And then on offense, I don't think you have any playmakers except for um, the the tight end that they drafted this year. Um, But that guy has been, um, I guess he was covered yesterday. You know, they probably had in their game plan to shut that guy down because he had been, you know, the only guy that's been hot lately because they got rid of, um, they they don't have any playmakers anymore, you know? I mean, this is a team that had Heinz Ward. This is a team that had Antonio Brown. Um, this is a team that had other explosive receivers. You know, and recently they had Juju Smooth, uh, uh, Juju, who was pretty good. And then they had the rookie, I think it was last year, that's pretty good. But he, I don't think he played yesterday. But, I mean, it's my point is that it's a Pittsburgh Steelers are boring and they're bad and they have no future. But imagine if they would have decided to rebuild a couple years ago and just sucked it up and said goodbye to Ben and drafted um, Jalen Hurts. From, uh, because he is amazing, you know. Jalen Hurts is fantastic. And so is the qu- the quarterback for um, New England is really good that they drafted. But Jalen Hurts is really good. Obviously, um, Kyler Murray is really good. Um, so there's some good quarterbacks out there. And maybe if you would have tanked for a couple years, you would have been in position to draft Kyler Murray, you know. Or you would have been in position to draft um, the guy on Buffalo, or just some of these really good quarterbacks. Because the Buffalo quarterback out of Wyoming was drafted with the 10th pick. you know, So they wouldn't have had to been that bad to get a guy like that. Uh, I'm not sure exactly Kyler Murray was drafted, but it was a little higher up than the 10th pick. Um, but Jalen Hurts was drafted in the second round. you know. So if you were um, you know, not a great team, you could have drafted a stud in the first round. And then you could have got Jalen Hurts in the second round. And that's the thing with the Philadelphia Eagles is that they won the Super Bowl more recently than the Steelers. Um, but they have a, um, a general manager who's not the best, but he was smart enough to know that Carson Wentz wasn't the future. And they went out and they drafted Jalen Hurts. And the fans were freaking out because they still loved Carson Wentz. And they thought that they should have drafted somebody like Najee Harris you know, to compliment Carson Wentz. Um, But, you know, Jalen Hurts is way better than Carson Wentz, you know. So, I mean, you just have to um, play it smart. But if the Steelers were more like the Pirates in that they would at least commit to a rebuild once in a while, 
you know, they would be a lot more exciting. They would be a lot more competitive. And they wouldn't be between a rock and a hard place right now. You know, because right now they're like, you know, they're stuck with TJ Watt. I don't know how many years they gave him, but, you know, they could trade that guy. But it's like they just don't have enough. um, They're not close, you know, and they're not bad enough to get good draft picks because they have a, a Hall of Fame coach. You know, so they'll go eight, eight and one again this year. They'll probably sign Roethlisberger for another year because they don't have anybody else. And then they're going to have to draft a quarterback this year and hope that works out. Whereas they should have been drafting quarterbacks over the, you know, over the course of, you know, since Ben became 30, 31, 32, they could have really had like some good quarterbacks in the waiting, you know, but now it's like, oh, what are we going to do? You know, like the Green Bay quarterback's not going to want to come to Pittsburgh. You know, he's got no weapons, no offensive line. Uh, I don't think that any of the free aging quarterbacks are going to want to come to Pittsburgh. And I don't think he should go that way anyway. But the problem is um, they're going to be 8-8-1, eight, eight, and one, you know. So, they're, again, they're not going to get a, a great draft pick. So, I don't know, man. I mean, the Steelers are just in a bad spot, you know. Now, the Pirates would be in a great spot if they were willing to spend money. Um, because, again, there's, there's guys that I really like. You know, there's a few hitters that I really like coming up for the Pirates. Um, one of them is Nick the Stick Gonzalez. Um, another hitter that I really like is, um, uh, let's see, the guy, oh, obviously Matt Frazier. You know, so even if you just get Nick the Stick and Matt Frazier, that's two position players right there. And then you could sort of like fill in the blanks. And then you have guys that are like maybe a notch, maybe like not as great of a chance to make it. But they have a chance to make it. And I'm saying guys like O'Neill Cruz or uh, Mason Martin, you know. And then, um, you know, there's other guys that I like too. There's pitchers that I like. Uh, Roanzi Contreras, um, Michael Burrows, um, the the guy I, could, I always forget, um, Quinn Priester. And then uh, they have, you know, oh, that, I mean, I guess that's the main guys when you're talking about pitching. But at least there's three of them, right, that have a really good chance to make it. And then um, with hitters, well, if you had three pitchers and three hitters, you were willing to fill in the blanks, you know, with other guys, you could be a really good team really quickly. But, I mean, the problem with the Pirates is I'm afraid that unless the CBA forces them to spend money, that it's going to be a long time. You know, you might even have to wait for, the uh, the high school guys they drafted this year to be good by the time the the, um, the pirates are good because um, they're just not willing to fill in those blanks you know and you can't really do it without filling in those blanks nobody's ever done it without signing somebody you know um, even the the Detroit Tigers won some more games this year and they have two studs coming up um, that are every bit as good as like Nick Gonzalez and um, you know, and uh, whoever it might be, Quinn Priester. And they were pretty good this year already. And they got Badu in the Rule 5 draft because uh, the Pirates whiffed on him. But, um, I mean, it, it brings us to um, an interesting topic. You know, we know a lot of guys aren't going to be signed this year in baseball. Um, but there was a guy that was signed, and it was by the Detroit Tigers. Because remember I mentioned that I think there's a couple teams that might be willing to raise their payroll this year, like the Tigers and the Mariners and 
maybe the Marlins or teams that think that they're somewhat close. But most teams are going to be cutting payroll. Um, so, of course, that's why um, uh, Boris came out and he's bitching, you know. But I don't know how much Boris can bitch when um, the Detroit Tigers could give this guy a five-year deal. Um, and this guy had a 474 ERA last year. Uh, granted, it's in a tough division. You got to play at Yankee Stadium. You have to play Toronto, which has some really good hitters. But, um, and of course, you have to play Tampa Bay, you know, but you also get to play um, Baltimore. But this guy uh, had a 474 ERA last year. He's 28 years, uh, actually, how old is he? 28, yep, 28 years old. Um, and he's, he's really had a four ERA most of his career. Uh, he had a couple good years in 2018 and 2019, but for the most part, he's been like a four ERA pitcher. And for someone to give him five years and like 80 million or 75 million, I can't see where Scott Boris is complaining too much, you know, um, other than like stuff that he's caused himself, you know, I mean, he's one of the main reasons why baseball doesn't have a salary cap because he's such a little bitch, you know, he wants his money and he's just like a, you know, he's like a sociopath, like he only cares about himself and making himself richer, you know, and he, he builds his players up to more than they are. Um, like Garrett Cole was really good when he played on um, uh, Houston, I think it was. Um, but then since he's been to the Yankees, He's been a little bit of a disappointment, but a real disappointment this year. In fact, a lot of Yankee fans want to get rid of him, but you're stuck with Garrett Cole on a long contract, you know? But he loves those long contracts, you know? But I don't think you're going to see as many long contracts in baseball going forward, whether Boris likes it or not. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to eat all those years, you know? Um, Because now the Yankees are stuck with Cole for, I don't know, a lot more years, and he's going to be hard to get rid of, you know? And without, you know, um, buttering up the ball, you know, and he hasn't even had his Tommy John yet. I don't know how many good years you're going to get out of Garrett Cole. But he was very good for Houston that one year or two years when they were in the playoffs. Um, But yeah, so let's let's compare this guy, right? You're willing to give this guy who's basically a four ERA guy who's 28 years old, which, as I agree, like, the best years for a major league player are generally between 28 and 32. Um, so let's just compare, like, how far away is Eduardo Rodriguez from Chad Cool? As funny as that sounds, right? Chad Cool has a career 444 ERA, and Eduardo Rodriguez has a career 416 ERA. So, I mean, he's certainly been better. You know, he has some World Series, World Series experience. And I'm not saying that Chad Cool is this guy, but I'm just saying that um, Chad Cool is the same age, right? Uh, he is, let's see, he's 29 years old, and this other guy's 28 years old and 222 days. So, like 100 years different, 100 days different. But I mean, Chad Cool actually, uh, and I don't know if you know this, but um, he rarely has years where, you know, his ERA is terrible. Um, in 2016 for Pittsburgh, it was 420. In 2017 for Pittsburgh, it was 435. In 2018 for Pittsburgh, it was 455, but still not as high as Eduardo Rodriguez was this year. 
And then in 2020 for Pittsburgh, he was 427. And even for the Pirates this year, he was 482. So he was a few notches above Eduardo Rodriguez. So obviously, like, Chad Cool is not Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, He hasn't pitched as many innings. He doesn't have World Series experience. And he doesn't have the rubber arm that Eduardo Rodriguez has. But the fact that the point is, if you're going to sign somebody for five years who had a 4.75 ERA last year, are you really making yourself that much better? And you know, where are the, who the hell are the Pirates going to sign? You know, if people are paying a lot of money for um, just a couple of bums, so the only two guys that have been signed in free agency so far were pitchers, and they were both you know not that great. You know, they certainly weren't superstar pitchers. So I don't know, man. I mean, they're not going to keep Chad Cool anyway, and I'm not a big fan of Chad Cool. Although I like, I mean, obviously, I'd rather keep Chad Cool, you know, but I don't think they like the money that Chad Cool is going to make, you know. So, and people will make fun of me for saying that Chad Cool is great, and that's not what I'm saying. But at least he has gone out there in the past. He's at his peak year, which is 28, 29, and he has started with mixed results, you know. So, I mean, I think he's better than Mitch Keller. Um, but I don't know what they're going to do with Chad Cool. It seemed like what they're trying to, what they're probably going to do is um, pick up his option, uh, have him be a um, uh, relief pitcher this year, and then flip him at the deadline. That's my guess. They could try to trade him right now, seeing as what Eduardo Rodriguez got. But I don't know if they're going to get any takers right now. Um, They're trying to trade Kevin Newman right now. But I don't know if there's any takers right now. I mean, both of those guys would be much more likely to be traded at the deadline. um, Which is probably why they'll pick up Newman's option as well. Um, But the guys you don't know about. And you don't know Newman. He's not a stone-cold lock, right? But um, the guys you don't know about are like the guy with the hair. And the mid-range guys. Like, And you wouldn't think that any of the mid-range guys... like. Cal Mitchell, um, so you would think that they would make room for Swaggerty and CSN. Uh, I would think, unless you're trading Swaggerty, um, you got to make room for that guy. Um, and I'm not sure that he has any trade value at this point because he's coming off of injury. But um, you know, it's really it's really weird, right? The the only two guys that have signed in free agency were mediocre guys. You know, guys that had ERAs of four and five last year in the AL East. Um, and the one guy was just signed to a one-year deal because um, the Dodgers are trying to cut back on, you know, they're probably not going to sign re-sign Kershaw. They're just trying to cut back on some of the money because Kershaw was pretty expensive. Um, but the uh, the Tigers are trying to go for it, but I don't know if that's the best move, you know, to sign a guy. I mean, yeah, he has World Series experience, but I would have liked to, sign somebody that doesn't have an ERA in the fours, you know, somebody that has an ERA in the threes. Um, It's possible that even Wade Miley has better stats than the guy they signed. And he was available, not available to to the Tigers because the Cubs had a worse record than the Tigers, but still someone like that is available, you know? So that's where we are in football. I know we got a Monday night game tonight. Um, And let me see. Uh, and I thought it was a decent one, to be honest with you. Um, NFL scores, we have, uh, yeah, I mean, it's decent, right? The Rams and the 49ers. 
I'm not a big fan of the Rams, but the record is really good still. Um, they have that uh, that quarterback for Detroit, and you know I think he's a little overrated at this point. You know, um, I think that is Matthew Stafford. You know, certainly not mobile, and certainly not someone that I'm going to count on to definitely do great in the playoffs. But I don't know. He's been able to. People have been kind of talking him up because he's on the Rams, and the Rams have put a decent record together. The 49ers have been extremely disappointing, but they're running Garoppolo out there. And I think it's possible for the 49ers to win this game at home with Garoppolo, um, because the Rams, you know, they brought on OBJ, which is like a, um, a bit of a cancer, you know. But here's the thing with OBJ. Here's the thing with the Steelers. It doesn't make any sense. They were reportedly in the market for Odell Beckham Jr. And that, that's my problem with the Steelers. And I think that's a lot of the fans' problem with the Steelers is that they live in a fantasy world where maybe if we bring on Odell Beckham Jr., we'll make a run in the playoffs this year. And it's really just not going to happen because you don't have enough other talent. And Odell Beckham Jr., is, he's a bad guy, you know? Like he's a, obviously a cancer. You know, he was waived by the Giants. He was waived by Cleveland, not exactly teams that have a lot of talent, you know, Um, and he was just let go by those teams, you know, and the Steelers were in the market for Odell Beckham Jr. So I'm really wondering about the Steelers because they have traditionally been such a great um, organization, you know, the ability to find guys like Heinz Ward in the third round, uh, the, the ability to find guys like TJ Watt, you know. But, you know, and they found that um, tight end in the second round this year. But they also do some dumb shit, man, by not letting Ben Roethlisberger go years ago, you know. And the thing with the Steelers fans as well is that, you know, the team is so boring that they'll argue about who's worse, Ben Roethlisberger or Rudolph. So all the Roethlisberger guys are like, oh, in your face, you know, we told you Rudolph sucked. But I mean, yeah, and... You know, Roethlisberger's not going to play much longer. If you bring him back next year, you're really making yourself look bad as an organization, you know, because you're, you know, you're going to be stuck with him for another year. Um, you're going to be having mediocre st- a mediocre record again instead of just sucking it up, you know. I mean, you could suck it up and throw Rudolph out there. But, I mean, there's a lot of backup quarterbacks that you could sign that are probably better than Rudolph. Um, you know, while you're doing what you're doing, you know, but I, I, I mean, I can't like, um, I can't just get too red faced about the Steelers because they have, I didn't, they get their seventh Super Bowl. I don't know the stairway to seven. I don't know if they got it yet or they're working on it, but in any case, like they've been a great organization, but lately, at least in the last five years and, and they haven't been very good. And in the last two years, you could make the case that the Pirates have been doing a better job than the Steelers. And who would have thought that, you know? Uh, it's just that the Pirates don't spend any money. So, I mean, enjoy your week. It's, you know, it's beautiful in the winter. Um, the holidays are coming up. Uh, people are making Thanksgiving plans. Uh, people are starting to Christmas shop and stuff like it's just It's a nice time of the year, right? Because January and February are pretty dull, except for you got the Super Bowl. And February is just a nightmare, except you got, I guess, Valentine's Day, and you're looking forward to spring training. This year, are we going to get spring training in February? 
I doubt it. You know, with this, it's going to be a long shutdown probably. But that is the podcast for today. So God love you. The devil loves you. Somebody out there loves you. You know, so, you know, don't do anything stupid. Peace.